Welcome to my first podbook. I hope you like it, and if you do, tell a friend. Andino Andina is written by me, read by me, and sound is also by me. Copyright Liz Rosales, Catota Press. Andino Andina, or choices we make. In a parallel existence, there is a place called La Repubblica de los Andes, or the Republic of the Andes. In their past, the continent was never divided into countries by conquerors, and instead remained as one nation, united by culture, linguistic similarities, ethnicity, and of course history. Their visionaries foretold a day when the knowledge of another world would be of interest to a new global world. Solar power has been the main source of energy for centuries. First, there was the voice. We have a job for you. The voice in my head was clear, if somewhat metallic. Sure, what's that? I replied, also in my head, as I collected the clothes off the bathroom floor where I dropped them before taking a shower. The weather was definitely heating up, which was only to be expected in late April, and showers were once more becoming a two or three times a day occurrence the side effect being a doubling of the laundry load. Bolivia, came the one-word reply. Bolivia, I thought. What was this? A word association game? What did I know about Bolivia? Not a lot. Next to Peru and Ecuador in South America, presided over by the affable, often radical, and reluctant president by the name of Evo Morales one of the first countries to have rejected GMOs, with a long history of UFO sightings. What do you want me to do? It felt exciting and laughable all at the same time. We had not had a proper holiday for years, and funds were definitely not overflowing in my bank account. No answer. I was on my own again. I dropped the clothes in the laundry basket and continued with the daily housework. Before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, prepare food and wash up. I sighed and returned to business as usual. Somehow, I could not get the thought of Bolivia out of my world. Oi, I said out loud, talk to me about this. No reply. What a surprise. In the evening, after dinner, I decided to do a little research just some light and general information about Bolivia. The more I read, the further my heart sank, and the more impossible it seemed. My enthusiasm of earlier stuck its tail between its legs and slunk out the door. That night we both found it difficult to go to sleep. For me, that's nothing unusual. My high sensitivity makes me an insomniac by design. My husband, Tonyo, on the other hand, usually starts snoring a minute after his head hits the pillow. Far-fetched ideas of how we could perhaps sell our belongings and the tracker and instead buy an old transit van and make a road trip to Bolivia through Central America mingled with thoughts of a more mundane nature. 
dream designs of a DIY camper van versus how to display various crafts at the next fair morphed into perhaps I can sell things along the way when we stop for the night. And perhaps we could bring the bicycles in the hypothetical van, I pondered in the dark. That way we'll have a way to get around when we eventually got where we were going. And if someone wanted to buy the van on arrival, maybe that'd pay for accommodation till Tonio found some handyman work to feed us. Selling art in a third or even second world country just didn't feel too hopeful a prospect to fund petrol and food. Crazy thoughts no sane person would entertain in broad daylight and properly awake. And that still left the question mark of how to bring the cats. Cats as a species are famous for being neophobic and disliking travel and change, and our two are no exception. The thought of them spending days on end cooped up in a cat carrier, whether hot or cold, did not sound like something they would like, nor something I would willingly put them through, given a choice. Then there'd be the finding cat-friendly places to stay, border crossings, and do pet passports even exist here? Peluche, as affectionate as he has become after learning to trust us, was still an outdoor cat with a feral-born cat's preference for space and roaming. No matter how I looked at it, I just could not see that happening. I noticed I was beginning to sound like a crazy person. I need some sleep, I groaned under my breath. I must have drifted off, because when I next opened my eyes, it was because our other cat, Kachina, loudly proclaimed her breakfast well overdue. Like a sleepwalker, I fed the cats, Kachina in the kitchen and Peluche outside on the patio, before making myself a mug of coffee. I heard the bathroom door close, followed by the sound of my husband hitting the shower. Over breakfast I told him about yesterday's voice, and then continued in much the same way as most days not claimed by translation work, to play with the new design I'd been putting together instead of counting sheep. Lucky for me, Antonio is the main breadwinner in our household, while my income pays for the cats and the little extras in life, a good bottle of wine here and there, dinner out once in a while, books and the internet. We're not well off by any stretch of the imagination, but we have enough to get by. When I first moved here I was not allowed to work legally, and having abandoned my university studies the previous year, I took the opportunity to complete a degree online. Tonio is a self-made man. He and his two friends install and develop solar power products. It's my fault, really. I mentioned it in passing when we'd only been going out for a few months, and the effect had been immediate. A spark to a pile of tinder. There was something about the sun and his fiery nature that just clicked, and soon he was unstoppable. Talking to everyone and boring the pants of some, he soon found kindred spirits, and it did not take long until the three of them got down to business, learning and setting up what was to become Sunroof. With his friendly outgoing ways and seemingly boundless enthusiasm for nature and the planet, he is a natural spokesperson. His business partner and colleague, Eduardo, 
is the science guy in the setup, a quiet engineer with an intense stare. Third on board was Angelo, the muscles and general fixer, a young and ambitious indigo soul who had been looking for a course to apply himself to, but mostly finding trouble, when he overheard Donio talking to Eduardo over a beer one day in the nearby cantina. Donio generally supplies the ideas and the vision, and between them they not only get the job done, but have so far put out one new product every six months, as well as installing solar panels all over the Yucatan Peninsula. Rancho Viejo, where we now live, is ideally placed close to the Costa Maya with tourism, big hotels, snowbirds and expats looking for eco-friendly solutions. Nothing earth-shaking yet, but Sunroof has slowly expanded to employ five more people, and we all make a living on it. Not much, but enough. Hours passed in a creative haze. I was so absorbed in what I was doing, I jumped when Pellucci appeared, seemingly out of thin air, to say hello on his way to the porch. I decided to join him for some rays of late afternoon sun. Right, you lot, I said to no one in particular. What do you want? Please talk to me. I was pleasantly surprised when a voice actually replied. Oh, ah. We want you to go to a place called Cordoba in uh, Bolivia to be the written voice of a group of uh, extraterrestrials who want to get their message out to the English-speaking world. Okay. That sounded right up my street. Interesting and enjoyable too. I can do that. However, there is the slight snag of funds, or rather lack of it. And the cats. If we go, they are coming too. Somehow. Hmm. If you want me, and believe me, I'd love to do this. You're going to have to help me by showing us a way. I'd like some physical confirmation in the next 72 hours that this is not just some fluff of my imagination. And yes, you are going to have to help me bring this about, and that includes finding the money to pay the rent while we're gone. This is life and planet Earth. One cannot just swan off into the sunset on a wing and a prayer. There are real things to take into account, like cats and bills, not to mention the cost of getting there and having somewhere when we come back. We are coming back, aren't we? I don't think Tonio is in any way ready to let go of Sunroof, even if he could find a buyer. You'll have a book at the end of it. That may well be, but this reality still operates using linear time. I can't pay for tickets and accommodation by saying, you'll get the money when the book starts selling. I'd like to remind you that I'm not a bankable author with a contract and a generous advance. Even if I have a completed manuscript by the end of it, we will still need to pay the rent before we go. And don't even get me started on pitching it to a publisher. These days you need an agent to do that, and I'm told it takes months, sometimes years. I'm not going down that road. You, you could, could write, write a book. book. Didn't you just hear my rant? That, that is, is not, not what we meant. Oh, I see. I haven't written fiction since I was at school, 
and to research for textbooks takes months. And that's if I had a ready topic, which, by the way, I don't. That's when I noticed I was alone again. The hmm was not audible even in my head. I felt the presence not so much leave as already being gone. That didn't go the way I had hoped. Me and my temper. But I'm so done with watching exciting ideas not getting out of the starting blocks due to lack of funding. The thought of missing out on something I'd really love to do because of money made me frustrated, not to mention passive-aggressive. I reached for the cat brush on the table. Pellucci looked up at me and purred appreciatively. I brushed his furry self to relieve some of the itching caused by the letting of his winter coat for a sleeker summer version. Our adopted former stray is a handsome tabby with a wonderful gift of relaxing me, whether I am aware that I need to or not. Oh, Pellucci, what are we going to do? How would we even begin? And how would we get there? I don't even know where to start. Three days went past. So much for out of confirmation, I thought to myself as I cleared away our plates and placed the remaining pizza in a container to freeze for later. That was when there was a knock on the door. I looked at Tonio, who shrugged. Do you want me to get that? he asked. Nah, I'm already on my feet. I turned the outside lights on and opened the door. Outside was what can only be described as an ageless man. He was dressed in a dark blue suit like a businessman on a London street, which made him look slightly uncomfortable. He did not look Mexican or like a tourist. Buenas noches, can I help you? I asked. I was told you were interested in going to Bolivia, the man offered in English. I'm Bron. Let me clarify something. My so-called spiritual journey to become a walker between worlds has not been one of plain sailing. Quite the opposite. I don't have gurus materialising out of thin air like some people I've read about. I've never even met one. I don't lead and I don't follow. My path has been rough and solitary. And here is this slightly glowing, vaguely oriental-looking man with his unaccented, melodious voice, asking me about Bolivia. A microscopic hope of something I had not mentioned to anybody but Tonio and the cats, reignited. Whoosh! Time returned. The blood suddenly rushed around my body at speed and I felt slightly woozy. Oh, yes, I mean, yes, definitely, I blurbed. My face hot and flushed. Who is it? Tonya's voice broke through my trance. Please, I said to the man, where are my manners? Please, come in, come in. The man carefully stepped through the door, followed by Pelucha, who rarely ventures inside, unless the sun is blistering hot or the rain torrential, and avoids strangers like the plague. In a detached way, I observed the man to be about two inches taller than I in my bare feet, his head bald, and his startling big almond-shaped eyes sympathetic as he watched me fumble for words.
"'Nice place you got here,' he said awkwardly, like reading from a script. "'Very cosy.' "'It's not much, but it does for us,' came Tonya's voice. "'My husband, always at ease with the world, offered his hand. "'I'm Antonio, by the way. Sorry, I didn't catch your name. "'I'm Bron, Field Agent Bron. "'Please take a seat,' I said, gesturing at the recently cleared table. "'Can I offer you something to drink? Coffee or a fresh lemonade?' "'I'll have some lemonade,' Bron said.' I filled three glasses with ice cubes and put the pitcher of lemonade I'd made that afternoon on the table. Each of us took a sip of the cold liquid, and no one said anything. So, I began, Peluche, who had been rubbing himself against the stranger's legs, made his move and propelled himself onto his lap. Tonio and I were speechless. He's... he's never done that before. I offered meekly. Tonya shook his head and grinned. Pinchigatote. I guess that's good enough authentication for me, I said, recovering from the surprise. We've met before, Brun said fondly, stroking the purring cat. What? Before he adopted us? No. Brun, if that was indeed his name, did not elaborate on this any further. I'm here on behalf of a group of other dimensionals, he began. We understand that you would be willing to write down a message for the world and its people. I nodded dumbly and cast a glance at Donia. His eyes were like saucers in his mouth slightly open. I'm here to recognize the terms with which we can facilitate this for all involved. Hmm? I swallowed. My mind felt empty and at the same time like an express train going through a tunnel, horns blasting. I took a sip of lemonade. I'm not going alone. We come as a package. Me, Donio and the cats. We're a team. This is very true. Tonio is as outgoing and good with people as I am socially awkward. Kachina, I nodded at our other cat who had woken up from her beauty sleep and come sauntering into the kitchen in her usual sassy way. Kachina is my best friend, and she helps me write in various ways, and Peluche, I gestured at bronze lap, is the keeper of my sanity. Oh, that is not in question. We know this, and we know who you are. You do? My voice sounded unusually high-pitched. <clears throat> I tried clearing my throat as discreetly as I could. Of course. There was a slight pause. What we want to know is what do you need and how soon can you go? I was back to speechless. Tonya found his voice before I found mine. We'll need to pay the rent and the bills in advance. No problem. Have you got valid passports? I do, I said. I think mine's expired, said Tonio. It will only take a couple of days to renew. Thank goodness for speedy Mexican passport services. I watched Tonio's face ripple like seeing it through water. Oh, he said vaguely, I remember now. Renewing my passport. Two days ago. Right. 
His face looked puzzled. But you worked, Monday, I said weakly, as another wave of vertigo swept through me. Oh, yeah. How? Don't think about it, Bron said. Non-linear time and things. Now, how soon can you leave? I gulped. This was the kind of situation I had dreamed of. I gathered all my courage. How soon can you have the money in my bank account? Bron dismissed the question with a hand gesture. No time. Can you be ready in three days? Make it five. I quipped for the nervous giggle. Deal. I gulped again and looked at Donio. Okay, he said, looking shocked. Pinch me, Jack. I think I'm dreaming. Now, do you have a bathroom I could use? Sure, that's the door there. I replied while thinking, Merd! When did I last clean the bathroom? The sink? Damn being so non-house proud. But there are just so many other things more interesting to do in life than cleaning. Don't worry, Braun chuckled as he disappeared into the bathroom, not turning the light on or bothering to close the door. I was still looking at Tonio when he appeared again a couple of seconds later, with a folder under his arm that could not have been concealed anywhere on his person before. I thought it would be a bit too unsettling if it just appeared out of thin air, he explained. And I didn't check your cleaning. A hint of a smile played in the corners of his mouth. I could feel my cheeks burn. Tonio laughed heartily. You actually worried about cleaning the bathroom, he said when he could talk again. At a time like this? What could I say? So I said nothing. Seconds later we were all laughing, and the energy of the room that had begun to feel like a stiff new oilskin coat dissolved and was replaced by excitement. I pinched myself. It hurt. It was beginning to feel possible. But why me? The question escaped before I had time to slap my mental hand over my mouth. Why not? We had five possibilities on the list, and two said no. I was too excited to be offended. Fair enough. So what happens now? Tonio asked. Bron placed the file on the table. Here are some background information. Your kind tends to like that sort of thing he said, looking at me. I laughed. Touché. Tonio opened the folder. It contained written pages, black and white photographs, together with some silvery holographic-looking images, unlike anything I had ever seen, and a passport. I picked up the passport and flipped it open. Tonio's familiar face in the photo looked back at me. I looked at the date, issued two days ago and valid for five years. I passed it to Tonio. Yours, I believe. I thought I might as well save you the trip to the passport office, Bron said casually. Tonio was shaking his head and chuckling. Well, yeah. I'll pick you up I'll pick you up about midday on Tuesday next week then. How? Bron fished around in an inside pocket before handing me a bank card with a pin number written in familiar handwriting. Mine on a post-it note stuck to it. This should cover any expenses you have in the next few days, including the rent. May I recommend purchasing some warm clothes and comfortable shoes, 
It is winter in the southern hemisphere right now. I made a mental note of the advice and accepted the card mutely. It looked identical to the one in my wallet. We'll be going to a local airport where a private plane and pilot will be waiting for us. We'll be ready, I said, my head spinning. I tried to stand, but my legs gave way, and I found myself back in the chair again. Tonya swallowed visibly. Tuesday, midday, right. Until then. And with that, Bron swept up and out the door. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoyed it. Andino Andina is written, read, edited and produced by me. If you're a publisher and want to read the full manuscript, contact me. Copyright Liz Rosales, 2014 and 2021.